Welcome back to Let Me Be Brief. I'm Andy Rieger, joined by my favorite pal, Matthew Aww. Basinger of Swell Spark. Thanks, buddy. We're in the studios of Let It Fly Media, as always. And again, our coffee sponsor today is Hub International. Today, we got a fun show for you. We have Isaac Collins of Yogurtini joining us. Isaac, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Good morning. I guess people could be watching this afternoon. That's besides the point. All right, so <laughs> probably some guesses of what you do with Yogurtini, but tell us what you do. What is Yogurtini? How'd you get involved? Like, what's how did this happen? Why are you here in this chair today? Sure. So it actually uh, is a little confusing to people because they hear Yogurtini and they're like, okay, there has to be alcohol in that. Fair. There is not. Um, <laughs> much to Andy's disdain. Yeah, I know. We could definitely figure thing. it out, do some sort of partnership. But um, So Yogurtini is a self-serve uh, frozen yogurt business. We have 24 flavors and 95 plus toppings. And um, our highlight is our customer service. Also, the fact that we have so many toppings when you usually go into a self-serve frozen yogurt place you get like 40 or 50 it's pretty normal so we have double that and so that's kind of the the cool aspect so you'll find the basics the chocolates and the cookie doughs and whatnot and then you find the ridiculous things like the sriracha sauce and the mochi and just random things that you could think of sriracha sauce yogurt yeah yeah it gets used I feel like probably 10, 15 years ago, there was like the Froyo boom, right? And mm -hmm. then a lot of those folks didn't go under because of either management or not having clear vision. But like, what about you? What about your company? Uh, why, like, why is it that you guys are flourishing right now compared to other folks having not made it to this point? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there, there's always a boom. There's a place on every single corner, and then it goes down, and all the bad decent locations close. And um, the ones that thrive, I think, touch on something of not just focusing on their product. You know, you can only push frozen yogurt so much, but as you guys know with your businesses, you have to push community. You have to push relationships. And so that's what we do from our social media presence, but also supporting nonprofit organizations to bringing people together just to, you know, have a good time and, and spark communication. We do all those things by just partnering with other locations, collaborations, et cetera. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun just bringing people together. I think we can connect. create some partnerships at this table right here today. It could, it could be a lot of fun. Based yeah. around fun. Yeah. So so what is the essence of Yogurtini in your eyes? Was it you wanting to be an entrepreneur and own your own business? Is it a passion in health? How did you really arrive at that concept? Yeah. So I do have a passion in health. Um, I played sports my whole life. I've actually played sports longer than I was I was a student. Played football and basketball and track and whatnot. And, uh, played football in college, but the passion isn't just health and it's just not frozen yogurt. I just really like business and that's kind of where it is. Um, for me, business is kind of a game. How good can I be at it? You know, how much can we build a community to bring people together? I do love sweets. I eat them often. Um, but I, I feel like I could get into any industry and, and have some sort of passion. You heard it. it here first. If you want to be athletic, eat sweets. There you is, go. That is, that's what I'm hearing. That's from pretty this. much the breakdown. Of Do you it. think my wife will believe that? <laughs> she yes. always tells me that I'm very unathletic, but I think that she's just misguided. That's fair. I don't think you're eating enough sweets, man. That's, there we go. I'm going to tell her that. It's, it's well, got to be in our house. You know, I, I joke sometimes I, I, when I speak at high schools or colleges. It's like I didn't think growing up, like, oh, I want to grow up and help people throw axes, right? Yeah. And people see the thing you do, but they miss the reason that you're doing it. And so, you spoke about it a little bit, but just to uh, maybe reiterate, reemphasize, like how is it that slinging yogurt allows you to actually do the goal that that really is like true to your heart, I suppose? Yeah, yeah. So the goal is bringing people together, breaking down barriers, allowing genuine conversation, 
However, it has to be over something. So like the number one thing we think of in that as far as like a food business is a coffee shop. It's very easy to build community there. Well, we're doing the same thing. Instead of coffee, we have a cup of frozen yogurt with some toppings on it. So that is just a platform allowing people to sit down and have conversation. Um, but the point is the conversation, the community, the relationships, the, uh, the bonds that get formed from it. Yeah. So, so if- is yogurt teeny? Forgive us when we're sort of acting at the base level. Is yeah, sure. it a corporate concept, and you own franchises? Did you start it from scratch? What's that arrangement? Sure. So it is a franchise. Yep. Um, our franchisor is a company called Usewirl, um, which is actually owned by a company called Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory, which people have probably heard. There's a couple locations here in the city. And you fun- used to. Yeah. So fun fact, I actually used to own a Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory. That was my first business that I got into um, in 2012. Owned that for four years. Then you Um, realized that you needed to go less sweet, but uh, still sweet, right? Just like Something like that. I was doing that in Iowa and I loved the business, but I didn't love where I was living. I'm a super, super city boy. And living in rural Iowa just wasn't doing it for me. So I was like, hey, guys, like I was talking to corporate. I was like, you know, I love this. Thank you for the opportunity. But like, I I need to go home. I want to go home. I want to be in the city. Do you have any opportunities there? And they said, no, we have nothing for chocolate, but we do have frozen yogurt. Are you willing to try it? I was like, yes. So so I found Yogurtini 2015. So man, how's business? Uh, It's obviously been a weird season for a lot of folks, particularly in retail, but you guys are expanding. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely weird and we're having, I know everyone keeps saying this word, but we're having to pivot. We've done a lot of delivery, which we never did before. Sure. Which seems so weird for a frozen treat. Yeah. Like, is it going to make it to me unmelted or what's going on here? Um, But last month, my wife and I opened a third location out in Overland Park. And it's just taking advantage of opportunities, you know, um, like we were saying before, not everyone builds business around community. And I think if you don't do that, you're kind of missing, you're missing the mark a little bit. Yeah. And so we've, we capitalized on a business that had good yogurt, but wasn't building community. And so we got in on that on a pretty good deal. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very, you know, Matt always talks about the fun stuff. I always talk mm-hmm. about the boring stuff. Just depends who you are, just how you listen. So I really like to dig in on the business side, the finance side. Yeah. You know, going back to franchise, that's something that everybody in the business world understands that what a franchise is at 30,000 feet. Can you talk a little bit more about what that arrangement is really like in terms of, you know, when you have the franchise, you have to pay an initiation fee and what does that get you and how does the, you know, relationship that's ongoing with the franchisor, how does that, you know, pertain to when you're making a transaction and what they are owed or not owed or how they collect or how you collect Andy, or I was, what they I was supply about or what they don't supply. Ask almost the same question, which then means you're becoming more fun or I'm becoming more boring. You're one becoming two, but, but more fun Isaac, in my eyes. They're, tell they're us, slowly forming into one tell us more. blob of a human. <laughs> Um, so that's a great question. And so my franchise is kind of different. I would say than a lot, um, all franchises are different from having almost complete control of your business where you don't have any autonomy to complete autonomy, almost a licensing deal where they're like, Hey, you just pay us to use our name and you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So we're more towards the licensing side, I, I guess I would say, um, they allow us to pretty much do whatever we want. We can't like, I can't like paint my walls orange or change the logo or basic things like that. But as far as marketing, how the inside of the store looks, they allow us a lot of autonomy. I get to pick my own flavors, my own toppings, 
Um, what they do do for us in a large regard is um, the marketing aspect. They have a really good back of the house system that allows us to use a lot of their IP for marketing purposes. I'd say that's the biggest thing that they do. And then since we do have so many locations around the U.S., we have these strategic partnerships with food service handlers. So we're getting Better incredibly rates. good rates, incredibly good prices, you know, sometimes half on certain things. Um, so when you say really that helpful. like, you get to have the freedom of what the inside of the store looks like except for the walls, when you start, do they say, here's your furniture package? Or is that something that's totally up to you? Or do they say, here is furniture you can pick from, you just have to pick something within this portfolio. Same question would go with how you say you have autonomy on toppings. Do they say anything under this umbrella you can use? We don't care what combination of whatever you use. Yeah. You just have to have these things so that maybe you're not putting paint chips as an option that people could eat. <laughs> That's the extreme example. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think most franchises, they pretty much tell you what, what the stores have to look like. So there's some, there's some similarity. If you go to a store in San Francisco or you go to a store in... Portland, Maine, it's the same store across the whole U.S. Ours are kind of like that. They give us um, recommendations of how they want it to look, and then if we want to vary from it a little bit, we can. So even if you look at my three stores, they're, they're different based off of the part of the city that they're in. If I'm in the suburbs, it's going to be more of a classier upscale look. My plaza location, which is in the heart of the city, is way more urban and, you know, appeals to a younger demographic and they're completely okay with that. Um, but the color schemes are the same, kind of the layout is the same, those kind of things won't change. Um, and even my, my, my paint colors are different. So it's kind of like a, here's the recommendation, but you can kind of flirt with it a little bit. Yeah. And, then, little and then with it. my last franchise question, yeah, sorry, Matt's all on, excited man. to just like <laughs> ask about things that are fun. Uh, so then is the arrangement you pay them a certain percentage of all sales, you pay them an annual fee, you paid them a one-time franchise cost at the beginning. How does that initial yeah. and ongoing relationship financially occur? Yeah, so when you get in relationship with them, you have to pay a franchise fee. Um, I think at the time, it I think it's like 15000 or 20000 something like that. Um, since I'm a multi-unit, I just pay 5000 each time I add a location. But for an ongoing, I pay a royalty of 6% and then marketing fee of 1%. So 7% all in to be able to get the benefit of being a franchise with a stronger brand presence. And then are you required to go source questions? Sorry. And then are you required to go source your own equipment at that point once you become a franchisee? Or does your franchise fee enable you? They say, great, we're sending you all the equipment that you need. So... That allows, so when we pay that, then they kind of send us the package of like, okay, here's what you need to buy. Here's what you need to do. So it kind of buys us into being a partner with them. And then we still have to go, you know, source everything, buy everything, et cetera. And, and like I said, they'll give us the recommendations and the vendors to be able to buy that from at a pretty good rate. If we want to go outside of that, it does need to be approved by them, but they are very, very lenient um, on that. Like my lights for all three stores are vastly different. So it, it, it's pretty cool because you can structure it based off of assets you already have or what fits that area. Isaac, if I don't cut Andy off, he's going to keep asking business questions and we'll have to change the name of the podcast to let's talk forever about <laughs> franchising business questions. Thank God this isn't You're a done. business You're podcast. Done. Cut off mic. Last question, right? Yep. Uh, completely out of left field, but um, what, what is, let's say the last uh, five years, what's the most fun that you've had? 
in business or no, just in general? Life. Yeah. Oh man. We're taking that. That's out of typically a don't talk about the business kind of guy with this response. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That's last five years. Again, Matt well, doesn't think I'll, business I'll is specify fun. something that you paid for. So like we went skydiving or we went like what's an activity? Sure. You know. So in 2017, my wife and I went to visit a buddy in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And so we spent four or five days in Denver. And um, while we were there, we just honestly comes back to the sweets thing. You'd think I'd get away from it, but we had all kinds of eateries and 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 sweets places doing research. Yeah. But really just enjoying sure. stuffing our faces with ice cream and donuts and cookies and all that kind of stuff. And we found this really good place called Little Man's Ice Creamery. Yep. Um, in Low High, you've been there in Denver. The old Lingers oh, Mortuary, right? Yep, yep, right by that. It's so, so good. Such a cool area. So we did that. And if you guys haven't been to Red Rocks Amphitheater, it's mm. the coolest it is. venue I've ever seen. And it we is. saw one of our favorite artists there, um, Leon Bridges. Oof. And it was just amazing night. All of it was just so cool. We got some hot tub time, some pool time, saw some friends, ate a lot, drank a little. It was, it was epic. It's and as though you're a, a little, about. ate a lot. <laughs> Maybe flipped, but, All right. you know. All right. Isaac, thanks for spending time with us today, man. I look forward to catching up more, hopefully on a future episode as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, lots to learn. Thanks appreciate for having me, guys. Man. Really yeah. appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Isaac.